Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And the sheriff pushed the spaceman out of the window. Mm. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this trailblazing show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is. Now, Manny D and I have seen all the trailers for Barbie and we're here today to predict what we think is going to happen in the movie. Now, I just want to point out as well before we dive into this, that this movie, by the time this episode comes out, should currently be in cinemas. If it isn't, just wait a couple of days and it should be. But uh, we're timing this for the Australian release date, which is a couple of days before the American release date. But depending on when you listen to this episode, the movie's probably out. So if you listen to our plot predictions and you're like, Oh, I want to see if that actually pans out to what the movie's like. You can actually go and see the movie right now. But, of course, as is standard, Matty D, except for last week, as is standard, Matty D and I record all of these episodes way in advance. So, the movie hasn't been released by the time of this recording. So, there's no way that we could have possibly cheated. The plot hasn't been publicly made available at this stage. So, yeah, you can rest assured that there's not going to be any actual spoilers here. Just pure speculation on our behalf. Yes. And I know we did promise the Suicide Squad That's right. Week. We were supposed to be revisiting our plots of the Suicide Squad and seeing how close we got to the movie. But there but was a realisation that was made yes. a few days ago. At the last minute, we're like, shit, Barbie comes out next week. We can't do the Suicide Squad. I love- I, I want to just like- Unveil how this got known to us. We okay. were, were at a bar and yes. somebody loudly mentions that they're going to see the Barbie movie on Wednesday. On Wednesday, and we we're just like, movie, it's how, not out how, on Wednesday. How can-? And we look at our phones, and we're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, so we almost missed this one. And it was really important that we covered this one too. Not because I was excited to see the movie. I don't think Maddie D's excited to see the movie either. I am excited to see the but- movie. But. This movie has been on our schedule since 2019. It's just sat on our schedule. It's just been constantly moved up just as the movie's been delayed and been continued in production and delayed through COVID and all of that stuff. So we're finally here talking about it. And this, like I said, I feel like this movie has been on our radar since we started this show because we were like, what the hell are they going to do in a Barbie movie? But now we had the Herculean task of having to sit down and actually think about what's going to happen in a Barbie movie because I basically went in blind. I was just like, I have no idea. I don't know what they're going to do. And I still feel like I had more of a handle on it than Matty D did because when we discussed it a couple of weeks ago, I was like, what do you think is going to happen in the movie? He didn't seem to have any idea either. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about Barbie herself. Now, of course, Barbie is a, I guess, a children's uh, doll, Doll, a fashion doll which was created by Mattel in 1959. Now, businesswoman Ruth Handler is credited for coming up with the idea. And we're sort of more in the realm of like movies and TV and entertainment. So, would you believe, Maddie D, that there has been over 40 animated Barbie movies at this point, with this one being the very first live action Barbie movie? Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. I mean, it's a huge franchise. So, in preparation for the show, I watched all 40. You no, I did, did not. not. I didn't watch a single one, to be perfectly honest. There was a Barbie TV show as well, I remember. It was an animated TV show, like a 2D animated TV show. Mm. I remember watching a little bit of that, but I suppose we'll get into our history right now. Matty D, what is your history with Barbie? Do you even have a history with Barbie? Well, I'm a big macho man, Kieran. Ah, so, so you have you a know, massive history. I have a massive... I-, I can only say... So, what's your history with the toy and this what's is, your, uh, your history around the franchise of I, Barbie? I feel like me and the listeners and me and you, Karen, we, we're very close. I feel like okay. I can, I can ex- express myself openly. My cousin had a collection of Barbie dolls and when I was oh, a yeah, kid, what was I used name? to- What was her name? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't say her name on air. But, uh, okay. I, I, well, she might be embarrassed. <laughs> well, actually, that's funnily enough. She- like she got to a point where she was uh, a little bit too old for Barbie dolls, but okay. still wanted to buy the Barbie dolls. So she'd okay. be like, "You're a kid. You go and buy this for me." Like, she'd oh, give me the so money. you were like her middleman? Yeah, and, and I was like, "I don't want to do that." You were her enabler. <laughs> that was that's a girl's toy. She's like, "No one cares. You're a child." And so that was so I kind of was involved with that. So everyone I- at the store was laughing at Maddie D when he went up to the counter <laughs> with my big Barbie like box. Well, they didn't care because I was like, as I said, I was like really, really young. Okay. But uh, or she'd be like, pretend like you're asking for it and we're getting it for you. But <laughs> okay. But uh, nothing wrong with that. I remember like playing with the Barbie dolls and like making them fight and shit. So I'm, I'm like <laughs> just slapping each other. Yeah, I have like a passing knowledge of it, but I haven't seen any of the movies. As I said, I'm I'm a big tough guy. I know I come across as a softie, but outside I've got an exterior of like a big hard guy that likes professional wrestling, right? As a child, okay, so yep. not much of a history here. Wow. Okay. So you've never played any of the Barbie video games? No. You haven't seen any of the movies, as you said? No. Haven't seen the TV show? No. Or any one of the TV shows? No. Surely you've seen Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy okay. Story 3. Yes, I've seen Toy Story. Does that count? Because Barbie was a big part of those ones. 
Well, not a big part. She was in them. <laughs> she was in And the we bag. had Ken in Toy Story 3 in a very memorable role. I guess so. I guess I've seen them then, then. So, there you go. So, you've seen them in some capacity. So, yeah. you know something about Barbie. Oh, sure. But don't we all know about Ken yeah. and Barbie? I suppose so. What they're about. You've listened to the Aqua song, surely. I have. There I've sung the Aqua song in karaoke really? many times. karaoke time. many times. Okay. Both as Barbie and as Ken. Well, you could just do both at the same time. Yeah. Okay, fair it's enough. A, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a it's solo duet. It's yeah. a duet. So, my history is very similar to yours. I did grow up with a lot of cousins and I had a sister as well who all of them were into Barbie. And I think I would, you know, I was always the kid who was just like, all right, I'm just going to take all the clothes off Barbie, put her arms up in the air and then I'm done with it. Yeah, you're a pervert. <laughs> no, well, I wasn't you're doing a pervert, pervert at a young age. So, I was just, I was, you know, okay, maybe I was. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. But, you know, I was pretty young at the time. And I remember going around to like people's houses and a Barbie movie would be on, but I'd be like, oh, I don't want to watch this. I want to watch like Blue's Clues or something for <laughs> men. I don't know. I just I just pulled that out of the air. Clues for men. Yeah. And I remember as a child, I would be walking through the toy shop, and this was before I had a younger sister. I'd be walking through the toy shop, and I wouldn't even- I'd pass the Barbie aisle, because you remember, Barbie always had her own aisle. She did. In every toy shop that you'd go she to. She did, and it was very pink. And it was extremely pink. And I would not even look at the Barbie aisle. Like, I would walk past and avert my eyes from the Barbie aisle, <laughs> just in case someone saw me looking at the, the Barbie like, aisle. Oh, you like Barbie? Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't want to walk in the Barbie aisle in case I was caught or in the Barbie aisle. Or were you afraid you were going to, like, get drawn in, like, you know, yeah. like a drug? You're just like, oh, no, if I, if I have one little bit of Barbie, I'm going to be hooked and I'll have all the Barbies. Yeah, exactly. I want the Malibu Dream House. I want her little sports car. I want everything. You know, I didn't even want to know. I oh, I remember my sister had a Barbie. It was a Ken, actually. It was a Ken doll that you could shave. One very cool day, new cool shaving Ken gives Barbie a kiss. His beard tickles her cheek. Time to shave. Lather up. <laughs> shave his beard off. He looks Ooh. so nice. He smells so good. Cause he wears old spice. What a hunt. He feels so good. Shaving Ken doll's beard disappears with warm water. Barbie doll on towel, not included. Like he had a little beard and you could dip like a little razor in water and shave him. Shaving's the worst. Why would anyone voluntarily <laughs> do this? Well, you know, why would you want to get a toy that you could just dress up and brush their hair? I know that, that doesn't sound like very exciting to us, but I guess uh, we're not the targeted audience guess not. for Barbies. I mean, sure, I did plenty of like I would mix and match clothes with my with my cousins or my sister's Barbies. But like I said, this this entertainment would only last for a couple of minutes. Mm. And, you know, then I'd make them like jump off cliffs and stuff. And, of course. Uh, you do know, exciting <laughs> things. Blow them up with like little fireworks. <laughs> exciting stuff like that. But yeah, I remember being fascinated by the, the shave me Ken. Because if like the facial hair got wet, it would disappear. And then once it dried out again, it would reappear. What was the, what did they use for the facial hair? It was some sort of like substance that changed color when it got wet. You remember, like, you'd have, like, matchbox cars that, like, are red and then you put them in cold water and they turn, like, black? It yeah. was the same sort of, like, paint or technology there. Oh, okay. So, it wasn't like he actually had fur on No, his face. it wasn't fur. It was just colouring on his face. And then you shaved it and then the colouring would disappear. disappear. That's right. He'd just go skin coloured. And like I said, I was fascinated by that. I'm like, that's cool. I'd kind of want that. I just have a little Ken. I could shave from time to time. Like, minutes of fun. Seconds of fun. Even. Now, that is your life. Yeah, and I did play, I think I did play one of the Barbie games as a joke. It was an That's older, it was like an older DOS game. And I remember like Barbie would be rung up by Ken and Ken would be like, hey, do you want to go on a date? And she was like, sure. And then you had to get ready for the date. And then you go driving down the street and you'd go on the date. And there was some sort of challenges you had to do to make sure the date was successful. I remember thinking it was interesting, but like I said, it would only it would only distract me for a couple of minutes. So yeah, not a very extensive history of Barbie, but I think Barbie is as a figure, as an idea, and as a being, is somebody we're all familiar with. But I don't know too much about her history and law. Does she even have a history and law? She has a sister called Kelly, doesn't she, or is that a cousin? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> Maybe. It might hurt us in this there's, plot. There's no Kelly credited in this movie. I think there was, actually. Was there? No, maybe there's not. There's Midge. Yeah, there was Midge, which was like her neighbor or cousin. Again, I don't know the law, so I, re I really am sort of going into this episode blind. But anyway, let's talk about this movie itself, because that's what everyone's turned up to here. No one cares about us playing with Barbie dolls as children. <laughs> or maybe they do. Maybe. Who knows? So, of course, like I said, this has been on our schedule for ages, so I can't believe we're actually doing this. 
And this movie is being directed by Greta Gerwig, who, of course, was nominated for an Academy Award a couple of years ago with Little Women, which we've mentioned on one of our Movie Talk episodes. So, she's been known for, I think she has a, a series of films, like sort of underground films. She became famous for a collection of underground films she made, which would fit into the mumblecore genre, which basically means they have like next to no budget. No professional microphones, no professional cameras. So, they're just shooting with home video cameras and just releasing them in, in just straight to the internet, I suppose. Mm. I remember seeing one a little while ago where she and her boyfriend in the movie were like nude in the bath playing like trumpet, doing like a trumpet solo together. They, they had trumpets. Yeah, they the had trumpets tub. in the bathtub. Or were they making trumpet sounds? With their bottoms. <laughs> no, no, Maddie. It's the kind of show we have. <laughs> No, they were actually playing trumpet. They had sheet music in the bath and they were sitting there like just playing trumpets to each other and laughing. Why not? And just that's the sort of movies that they were. Why not? It was very much sort of like gonzo filmmaking. If you're familiar with uh, gonzo filmmaking where you basically just run and gun, go and shoot, no budget. All the dialogue is improvised. It's interesting stuff if you're into that kind of stuff. But if you're expecting like Hollywood blockbuster action, you're not going to get it from one of those movies. So, yeah, she, like I said, really is, uh, I suppose, an inspiration in some way for uh, a lot of directors because she really started with nothing and just went in with the art of filmmaking and is now doing massive Hollywood movies such as this one. Very commercial movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is probably her biggest movie, her most anticipated commercial movie of all time. So, I'd be very interested in seeing where it goes. So, what do we know about this new Barbie movie so far? Right. So, there's been a few teasers. There was a teaser announced a a while Mm. ago, and that was all we had for a very long time. Yeah, that's right. And it was the one where, you know, they were all looking up at a big- So, it was the parody of uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey's introduction. Yeah, yeah, the beginning of 2001. Very topical reference for their audience, right? (laughs) Very. Do you think anyone in the audience is going to get that reference? People like us oh, would. Yeah, of course, because that's something, that's a scene that's been parodied all the time, you know, throwing. I suppose. The, so you're going to say bone. people, well, won't people see it as cliche then rather than like a I, direct reference or a parody? I don't think this movie is worried about cliches. cliches. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we've got three trailers for yeah. this movie. That's, that's as many as I've found. Uh, there's been a few behind the scenes making of shots. That not, I didn't watch any of those, to be honest. Too, oh, didn't you? No. Uh, I, I watched a little bit here and there. But they, I found them quite helpful to just sort of connect what was going on in the trailers. Okay. Yep. So, they've done a lot of press on this movie, but there's oh, only a been- lot. Th- Yeah, a lot. There's only been three, three trailers, and it shows a lot about Barbie and Barbie World. It's a lot of over-the-top stuff. So, not a lot of information, but um, a little bit just where if you listen to their interviews and things like that, the sort of style that they're going for. Sure. But what do we know so far? You've said how you've got the information, but what information have you like drawn from all that? Well, I guess the, what we know so far is it's about Barbie in Barbie's little world, and then she ends up having a crisis, a life crisis, mm. which draws her into going into the real world. And mm. it looks like we're going to have a lot of fish out of water <laughs> comedy. You know what this reminds me of, to be honest? Yeah, and, so many. Many movies. This this is going to really highlight my plot. It reminds me of like the movies in the nineties and the early two thousands where it was just like yes, you know, you're Rocky and Bullwinkle, you're 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 Mr. Enchanted, Bean, you're Enchanted, the, the Adams guy, family, the Adams family. It's like the Brady Bunch, yes, and the very Brady sequel, yes. It's like they they're in their world and then they come into the real yes. world and then they you know they they don't belong. It's definitely not an original idea. I'll just say that, no, Matty D. But that format works, and we haven't really seen sometimes, it. sometimes, but and we haven't really seen that lately. Oh, For a while, yeah. I guess you could say Trip and Dale sort of did that, but not really. But Mario sort of did the opposite. So he went from the real world to like the Mushroom Kingdom, where <laughs> yes. he was fish out of water. There, yeah. <laughs> I literally have in my notes in capital letters right here: fish out of water comedy. <laughs> yes, and as everybody knows, that's my least favorite, <laughs> oh, least favorite genre contest. of comedy. In the world. Also, I think we also got to say, just due to the casting and what we see in the trailers, that the Mattel Corporation is in this movie. That's right. People do work for the Mattel Corporation. That's so right. Barbie is a toy as so well. It's very as- incestuous in a way. Yeah, a, t- a toy as well as a, a a being. And also the creator of Barbie is in this movie as well. That's right. Ruth Handler, who I mentioned earlier, is apparently in the movie. Don't know how, since I think she's been dead for a while. Ha- has she? I thought she hadn't been. I didn't really look into <laughs> her personal history I, too much. I, I looked into it. I was like, well, is she alive? And I think she is. Well, if she was like, a businesswoman in 1959, I think she's like 80 then there's something. probably every chance she's either really old or really dead now. Well, you can you can verify that fact for me, Maddie. I'm pretty P. sure she's still alive. And in the meantime, I'll tell everybody the official synopsis from the I, I believe it was from the trailer. I actually got this from the description oh, from you? the the official trailer. So it goes as follows. Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie Land. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. 
That's it. Wow. That's basically the whole movie. Also, correction, Ruth Hadler did die in 2002. There you go. Like I thought. My there's, apologies. There's no way that a working person in 1959 <laughs> is still alive today. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So she died 20 movie. years ago. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't know how she's in this. Maybe she's a force ghost. <laughs> so, yeah, that synopsis gives us next to no information. <laughs> nothing. It gives us nothing. So, let's talk about who's in this movie before we dive into our plot. So, of course, if you, you know, if unless you've been living in a cave or maybe you've come back from Antarctica recently, you should know by now that the character of Barbie is being played by Margot Robbie who, of course, we've talked about recently with Birds of Prey, and we were supposed to be talking about her in The Suicide Squad this <laughs> we'll week. We'll talk about her next week as well. That's right. So, we're going to have a twofer. We're going to have a double Margot Robbie uh, couple of episodes and a couple of other returning actors, too, who we'll talk about. So, yeah. So, what do you think of this casting of Margot Robbie as Barbie? I found it really interesting when it yeah. first was announced. I was like, this is not who I would pick, but I love Margot. Seeing, seeing her as Barbie probably changed your mind, right? Yeah, she's- she seems like she's doing a good job and she's having a lot of fun with the role. She's, she's doing a Harley Quinn voice again, I noticed. <laughs> a little bit. But she's like playing a, like playing it really over the top and I think that's how you got to do it. So, I, I like the so. casting. It was something I wasn't sure of at the start, but now I see it and I'm like, this makes sense. Well, it was originally supposed to be uh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, who left because she didn't think it was feminist enough, right? Yeah, the, that's the right. It was feminist enough. And apparently- And then Anne Hathaway replaced her for a while. Yeah. Which, again, okay. I, I can't see- It would be a very different movie, I'll just say, if it was Amy Schumer in the role. Like, yeah. Be very much like a tongue-in-cheek Barbie movie. Yeah, Anne Hathaway, I can sort of see it, but I've never really seen her as a blonde. Oh, was she blonde in the Witches remake? I'm not sure, but she was blonde in Alice in Wonderland. Was she in Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, she was the White Witch. Oh, that's right, she was too. Oh well, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know about her, <laughs> but I think I think Margot Robbie is pretty much perfect casting, unless you got an, an unknown who fit the the role better. But yeah. like, as 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 far as like known actors are, are concerned, I think Margot Robbie is pretty apt casting. She looks she looks the part. Now, an actor who I'm very surprised to see in this role playing the character of Ken is Ryan Gosling. When yeah. they first released those like promotional images of Ken, it took the world by storm because we'd never seen Ryan Gosling looking like that before. And it is intense. What a perfect casting, though. And it made me realize as well that I don't really like any movies that Ryan Gosling stars in because I know him best from Drive, La La Land, and Blade Runner 2049. Right, yes. He was fine in Blade Runner 2049, but as we know from you know this show, from you know several episodes on this show, I'm not the biggest fan of that movie. thought he was fine in Blade Runner 2049. I thought he was fine in La La Land. And of course, I think he's fine in Drive as well, but I just don't like any of those movies. And yeah. those are like his biggest movies. It's not the... It's not him, it's the movies that you don't That's like. right. That's right. So, you know, yeah, who knows? I think you'll bring something special to the character. What did you think of this casting? I loved it. I, I, everything I've seen, it looks like he's stealing the show. He doesn't look like how I imagine Ken would look in real life to me personally. But then saying that as well, Margot Robbie doesn't exactly look <laughs> like how I'd imagine Barbie in real life. But, you know, I've got to say everything I've seen is interesting. Yeah. He looks like he's going to be the funnier character out of the two, Yeah, personally speaking. They're really playing off the fact that he needs Barbie and he worships Barbie. That's so right. I think they're going to play with a lot of funny stuff. And they're very much playing against Ryan Gosling's type as well. Yeah. And which is interesting because I think he said himself that he's never really played a character like this before and he didn't know how he'd be able to pull it off. But at the same time, they're also playing into his image as a pretty boy as well and, and almost parodying that. So, I guess in, in several ways it works. By the way, there's about 50 credited actors in this there's movie. A lot, yeah. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm just going to mention the ones that I think are going to have the biggest impact. And I think just there's a lot random of random other ones. There's a lot of glorified cameos. Absolutely. Well. It's just going to be cameos, like a one shot cameo. Yeah. So it's not really worth like mentioning those people, to be honest. I'm, like I said, I'll mention some of them. Yeah, Dua Lipa. Yes, we'll get to her. So playing the character of Gloria, who, from what we understand, is in the real world and not in the Barbie world, is America Ferreira. Now, she's probably best known for playing Astrid in the How to Train Your Dragon movies, if you've ever seen any of those. Everything else she's done, I'm not really familiar with personally. Uh, she was in that TV show, the one about the store clerks. Anyway, she was good in that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it, but I I'll take your word for it. So, next up, playing the character of Sasha, who is Gloria's daughter, is Ariana Greenblatt, who, of course, we've talked about before in a couple of movies. She was uh, young Velma in Scoob, and she was also uh, Michael Rooker's daughter in Love and Monsters, yes. if you remember. Next up, playing the character of Ruth Handler, who, of course, we've mentioned before, the real-life figure of Ruth Handler, is Rhea Perlman. What if she appears in a flashback? I didn't consider that. I thought of that, like, if it's a flashback of how the Barbie dolls were made. Yeah, maybe. I didn't think about that. I went into a different direction. Yeah, me so. too. So, I probably know Rhea Perlman best from uh, Matilda, where she played Matilda's mum, her adopted mum in that movie, if you remember. Uh, she's done a lot of comedy as well, but, like, nothing that really stands out to me. 
So next up, playing the character of the CEO of Mattel, he doesn't really have a name, is Will Ferrell. He hates being called Will Ferrell. I think he likes to be called Will Ferrell, but he's not Ferrell Williams, so I'm not going to give him that. <laughs> it's only us Australians who call him Will Ferrell, which he hates. He's like, it makes it sound like F-E-R-A-L, right. like he's a rabid dog or something. But yeah, so, well, geez, where would I even start with saying uh, where we know uh, Will Ferrell from? Terrible comedies from the 2000s. Yep, terrible comedies Elf, from the 2000s. Talladega Nights. I never- Step Brothers. Never liked him. No, I've never, ever liked him. Um, he produced The Menu, believe it or did not. Did he really? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Good for him. That was a good movie. Yeah. So, he, he wasn't involved in it, so that's probably why it ended <laughs> up being good. Look, I didn't mind Anchorman. I thought Anchorman was really I good. hated Anchorman. I've never liked it. Didn't I like I, Anchorman too. I know that's an unpopular opinion to hate on Will Ferrell, but you know, it's just, I've never, I don't really like comedy movies, to be honest. Mm. That's probably why I'm not really excited for this sure. movie. So, um, yeah, I've I've never really liked him, so I'm not looking forward to seeing him in this movie. And everything I've seen, he's just doing his standard Will Ferrell shtick. The bad guy Will Ferrell, like yes. in the Lego movie and Zoolander. Yes. Oh. Maybe less over the top. Than <laughs> less Zoolander. Yeah. I forgot he was in Zoolander, but he's the villain. Yes. Anyway, let's move on. So, next up playing the character of the narrator is Helen Mirren, who we've talked about several times on this show. Of course, Shazam, Fury of the Gods most recently, mm -hmm. as well as she was uh, Queenie Shaw in yes. the Fast and Furious movies and Hobbs and Shaw. And we've also got Issa Rae, who we talked about like two weeks ago, Dua Lipa, in the first time I'm ever going to see her in anything. I don't even know what she looks like, to be honest. Oh, no? That's how out of the loop I am with- Not, not uh, a fan of modern music? Modern music. Uh, we've also got Simu Liu, Shang-Chi himself. Yes. John Cena, who we were supposed to be talking about this week in The Suicide Squad. So again, he's going to be with two weeks in a row of John Cena. And we've also got Michael Sarah in this movie, just to name a few. Mm. Glorified cameos all, I'm sure. Yeah. Did you mention Kate McKinnon? I did not. That's right. She's playing the character Weird Barbie. Yeah. I totally skipped over her in my cast list. But yeah, Kate McKinnon from Ghostbusters 2016. Because she at least looks like she's doing something in the trailer. That's right. Saturday Night Live. I would be remiss, and I am remiss by not mentioning her. <laughs> yeah, that was just totally my mistake. But yes, Kate McKinnon is in this movie. I think that's everyone we really so need to mention. Too many people. Too many people. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's just going to be Cameo City. So, yeah. I think I mentioned all the important ones. So. Interestingly enough, when I sat down and wrote my plot, it ended up being longer and more complicated than my Mission Impossible plot. <laughs> so I put more time into this than I did Mission Impossible. Yeah. But maybe it's a more complicated storyline than Could Mission be. Impossible. Who knows? Could be. Or maybe I just had less idea of what was going to happen in the movie than Mission Impossible. Now, again, I think this may be a controversial opinion. I don't think this movie looks particularly good. Wowzers, Kieran, because I disagree. I think you this think movie it looks, looks really good? I think this movie looks really fun. I think it appeals to your sense of humour. <laughs> Like I said, I don't like comedy movies. I don't like fish out of water movies. And I was interested to see the direction that the movie was going to go in. But when I really sat down and started thinking about the plot and looking at the trailers, I'm like, this doesn't look very good. So I don't know. But I'm happy to be surprised. Yeah. If I go in, I end up really liking the movie. That's only a positive. But from what I've seen from the, the promotion material, it's not a movie that I- It looks. It doesn't look like a movie that I would like, to be perfectly sure. honest. Well, that's fair. That's fair. But I don't know. For me, I, I was surprised at how satirical and how much fun they well, look like they're you having. Know, you can't do it any other way, Matty D. They could have. If they played it straight, it would have been a straight to like DVD movie. Straight yeah. to streaming movie if they played it straight. There's no way you could have done it. And they've done 40 movies of playing it straight already, Matty D. If you're going to do like the big blockbuster movie version of Barbie, you have to do it this way. The Adams Family have already taught us this. Mm -hmm. uh, the Brady Bunch movies have taught us this. But I think the reason why I like the Adams Family movies, well, specifically the second Adams Family movies, Adams Family Values, and the Brady Bunch sequel as well, a very Brady sequel, is because those characters are totally oblivious to the fact that they're out of place in the normal world. So that's what this movie looks like. But this like, movie doesn't look like Barbie's completely oblivious about the, the real world. She looks like she's very surprised in the direction and, and ultimately disheartened about like the real world. So she's very much reacting to the, the normal world rather than it being the other way around, which okay. I probably would like better. Right. Makes sense? Yes, it does. But I don't know. We can go and see the movie right now, technically. So, uh, well, not. We've actually recorded this episode a week in advance, so we can't. But by the time this episode's out, we can go see it. And I'll be able to know whether I like the movie or not. But uh, until then, I guess I've just got to hold my opinion. And maybe my plot as well is reflective of, <laughs> of, okay. of probably why I don't think I'll like this movie. But we can get into that right now. Because you went first, I believe, in our Mission Impossible episode. Did, which was only last week. Which was only last week. So, it's only fair that I go first this time. All right. Let's hear your seven-page plot. Yes, it is long. So, strap yourself in. So, I think quite like the teaser trailer, I think the movie has to start with the 2001 A Space Odyssey parody at the start. So, of course, we Bold. see 
uh, Helen Mirren narrating the scene. Well, we hear Helen Mirren narrating the scene. And we see the little children playing with baby dolls. And we're told, you know, just like we see in that teaser trailer that, you know, for, for decades, for centuries, dolls were only babies. And the only play that children had with these dolls was as mothers, as nursemaids. And then Barbie really revolutionized that by making it more of like a fashion thing, an image thing, an icon as well. Big sense. And of course, we were introduced to giant 1950s <laughs> original design Barbie, of course, played by Margot Robbie. And uh, this, this whole sequence ends with a child tossing a baby doll up into space, which becomes the title Barbie in space. Instead of becoming a space station, it becomes <laughs> Barbie. Barbie in space. That's right. Save oh. it for the sequel. Save it That's for the an sequel. I should have. Well, she does actually go to space in this movie. I guess we'll talk about it <laughs> eventually. So, the camera will then pan back down to Earth, where we move through the clouds, and we see Barbie land, which is arranged in a way that the buildings spell out Barbie. So, we get two titles. <laughs> get a title twice. So... We zoom down into Barbie's house, sort of like Google Earth, I suppose, where we where we follow Barbie's feet as she elegantly gets out of bed. Tarantino sits up on the, like, what? On the edge of his seat. He already did a movie with Mark and Robbie with bare feet. We've talked about it on this show before. So Barbie steps out of her slippers to reveal that she has extremely arched feet, just like the doll. Didn't realize it was going to be a massive plot point in the movie when I originally watched these trailers. But now, knowing more, I, I know that it is. So, she walks out onto her rooftop and says good morning to the rest of Barbie land, which is made up of pink Barbie dream homes. So, they look exactly like the toys. And we understand that Barbie land is not the real world at all. It's very much a fantasy land and nothing in this, in this world could exist in our world. Makes sense so far? Yeah. So, just like a leaf on an autumn day, Barbie floats down to her car from the roof. Beautiful. And the car starts up like magic. So, she doesn't even have to put a key in. As soon as she gets in, it just starts up and drives off. She doesn't even have to put her hands on the steering wheel or feet on the pedals. It just goes. It's almost like powered by her mind, in a way. So, she drives down the street, waving at everybody she passes. And as she drives along, we get a good look at Barbie land, including a pink version of LAX. <laughs> okay. So, Barbie pulls up at the beach, where she casually strolls along the white sand. Ken turns up with his surfboard under his arm and excitedly greets Barbie. Barbie says hi to all the other Barbies, as well as Shang-Chi Ken. <laughs> I had to call him Shang-Chi Ken, just to so everybody knows exactly who I'm talking about. So, regular Ken what is jealous. Emotion. <laughs> what What do you mean? Like, what, referring to one of his worst movies? No, no, no. As in, like, he was the lead of a superhero film, and now he's, like, the second Getting Ken. all the roles he can get ready, D. That film was a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? He may have a bigger role in the MCU in the future. Fingers crossed for him. <laughs> So, regular Ken is jealous, and we understand straight away that Shang-Chi Ken is a rival for Barbie's affection, at least in regular Ken's eyes. So, Ryan Gosling Ken's eyes thinks that every other Ken is like a challenge yeah. for his affection. Drive Ken. That's right. <laughs> so, Ken wants to impress Barbie and charges into the water with his surfboard, but the waves are solid and he bounces off them. Shang-Chi Ken laughs at Ken. This is going to get confusing. And the two get into a heated argument before Barbie breaks them up. So, we have the, the whole beach off joke that we saw in the trailer, which I just rolled my eyes at. <laughs> it's supposed to be sounding like, you know, they're going to beat each other off rather than beat each other off. Ha, ha, ha. Real, ha, real humor that I don't really like, which is probably leading me to think that I'm not going to like this movie. You big grump. So, here we also meet Ken's sidekick, who I called Evil Scroll Ken, because he plays the villain on uh, Secret Invasion, <laughs> currently. I thought it was so weird that he turned up in this as well. Who's always there to, quote, hold Ken's beer whenever he wants to upstage another Ken. <laughs> I did like the uh, the two moments in the trailer where he like he shoves his ice cream into this uh, evil scroll Ken's hands, or when he's at the party, he shoves his drink into this <laughs> Ken's hand when he's going to go do something else. We also meet Alan, who is a strange, awkward doll that none of the Barbies or Kens like very much. Alan, this is yeah, that's Alan. So Michael Sarah's character. Interesting. So towards the beginning of the movie, we also have a moment with all the Barbies, and they're shown to be alike in every way, even though they have radically different professions. <laughs> so they might be a brain surgeon or an astronaut, but they still have exactly the same personality. We also have a moment with all the Kens where we learn that they're all super competitive and are always trying to one-up each other. Big dig each other, as we right. like to say on the show. And are they all fighting for the main Barbie, or- I or guess just so. in general, they're just competitive. Just in general, they're competitive. Like, they're always trying to show that they're, like, you know, more skilled or more attractive or, like, just got more going on than the other Kens. So, John Cena has a cameo at around this point where he's dressed as a maid because that's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so, later Ken asks if he can come to Barbie's house that night. Ooh. And Barbie says, sure, I don't have anything planned except for a giant party with all the other Barbies. And we then cut to an elaborate disco dance number with all the Barbies and Kens. Barbie dances with the other Kens and again, Ken gets jealous. Another Barbie says that this is the best day ever and Barbie agrees and says that yesterday was the best day ever too and tomorrow will be as well. Out of the blue, Barbie says if anyone else thinks about dying, and the party screeches to a halt. Ooh, this is unusual. Oh, no. 
After everyone has gone home, Ken asks Barbie if he can stay the night. But when Barbie asks what he wants to do, he has no idea. So he doesn't know about sex. He's completely oblivious he has, to sex. He has no genitals. I've seen that's true. <laughs> I hope that's a plot point in the movie. Like he pulls down his pants and it's just completely smooth. Everyone likes to say Ken doll crotch, but this is going to be literally Ken doll crotch. <laughs> but that means it's the same for Barbie as well. She has no nipples, no genitals. So what are they going to do? Just bump plastic together? <laughs> Somehow I don't think they'll explore this. Maybe it'll be a one-off joke, but... Ken, are you wearing a rubber? What are you talking about? I'm I all rubber. rubber. <laughs> so Ken leans in for a kissy. But Barbie tells him that she just wants to be friends. She's like, you're a great friend, Ken. And he's really crestfallen. So, devastated Ken returns home and sings an overly long song about being in the friend zone. Yeah. It's called Peaches. I mean- Yeah, exactly. It's going to be just as funny as that scene. Uh, You're being sarcastic because that scene was great. I didn't like that scene in Super Mario. I didn't like much of Super (laughs) Mario, to be honest. So, the next morning, something is off in Barbie's world. She wakes up feeling exhausted with messy hair. She goes to have a shower and the water's cold. We've all had housemates like that, right? Mm-hmm. You go to have a shower and there's no hot water left. Yep. Jerks. <laughs> so at breakfast, her toast is burnt and she goes to glide down from the roof to her car, but she drops like a stone. Barbie meets her friends at the beach and as she arrives, her arched feet become flat. Barbie tells her friends that she must have been wearing Converse for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so Barbie tells her friends that weird things are happening to her and they are disgusted by her flat feet. One of the other Barbies mentioned that she is becoming weird, just like the weird Barbie who lives on the outskirts of town. Hoping to find answers, Barbie travels up to Weird Barbie's house, which of course is Kate McKinnon's character. Here we meet Weird Barbie, who wears an ugly dress, has short cut hair, like, you know, like when a Barbie doll's hair has been chopped off by a pair of scissors, and she has pen scribbled all over her face. I love that. I love that little detail. Weird Barbie's home is also a refuge for other Barbies who aren't perfect, and Weird Barbie says that soon Barbie will be just like them. Sad, mushy, and complicated. So this is something that happens. That's right. Barbies just get to a point where they go to the- That's right. Kate McKinnon retirement home for Barbie. Essentially, that's right. So it's like I said, it's a refuge for weird Barbies. So weird Barbie holds up a high hill in a Birkenstock and says, you can go back to your regular life or you can know the truth about the universe. Barbie chooses the high hill, but weird Barbie insists that she learns the truth. Weird Barbie explains that Barbie should go to the real world and seek out the girl that's playing with her and find out what's changed in her life to make Barbie this way. Oh, interesting. Barbie is shocked at this concept and Weird Barbie says, we're all being played with, babe. Weird, okay. Barbie- <laughs> Weird Barbie shows Barbie a map of the world, which looks like a child's interpretation of a map. She's like, you got to go here. Points to like a- an island that just says Los Angeles. <laughs> so while she's worried about leaving Barbie land, Barbie knows that she has to go in order to make things right again. So Barbie takes off in her convertible down the highway towards the real world, quote unquote, real world. She sings as she drives and Ken pops up in the back seat and joins in on the song. Barbie screams and her car does a full 360 in midair. <laughs> so Barbie tells Ken that he can't be here with her and Ken insists on coming and reveals that he brought his rollerblades, which he brings everywhere. Barbie hesitantly allows him to tag along and we have a montage where they travel via land, sea and air and space to get to the real world. So there's a little like cute 2D animated yeah. uh, montage that we see here. I think Ken is attacked by a seagull as well during the montage, which did make me laugh. He's like floating off in space. Yeah. It's all sorts of craziness. We're now introduced to the real world, which is just regular Los Angeles. Barbie and Ken park the car and rollerblade down Venice Beach, gaping in wonder at the wonders of the real world. So just like trash on the side of the road, people smoking meth. <laughs> I don't know. Is just this like, art? Do you remember in the original, I don't know if you ever saw the original Brady Bunch movie where we're introduced to like the world outside the Brady's home and it's like a really extreme version of our world. Look, so like there's so just like punks on the street. Ago, but I, I, they did that in Blast of the Past as well. That's right. right they did. It's going to be one of those circumstances. Yeah. This is not an original idea at all, is it? There's like sex workers on the street. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. So as they skate by, everyone points and laughs at their rainbow outfits. A skater jerk slaps Barbie on the ass, and Barbie instantly punches him out while Ken screams like a girl. That was the first ever footage leaked from this movie, by the oh, way. Really? There was someone like with a camera phone filming this scene being filmed, and it w- there was no context that this was from Barbie at all. It just looked <laughs> like just some random girl was being slapped on the ass, and oh. it sort of went viral. For- because people thought it was real. Yeah, people thought it was real, and then it was revealed, no, this is actually from a movie, so... This is the first scene, the first footage of this movie that I saw. It was like when Daniel Radcliffe got, like, there was footage of him, like, running around in a bathrobe. They're like, he's lost his mind, and it was from a movie. (laughs) It was from uh, Guns Akimbo, wasn't it? Yeah. So, Barbie and Ken are immediately arrested and pose for mugshots, which Ken treats like a glamour shoot. Barbie explains to the police that they're from Barbie land and have come here to find the girl that's playing with her. And, of course, the police think that she's crazy. But since the guy that Barbie punched was a bad guy, the police have no legal reasons to keep them in custody and release them. That's the rules. There you go. That's, That's the, the rules. rules. So Barbie decides that they need to blend in, and she and Ken buy cowboy outfits, 
but don't have any money to pay. The shop owner chases them down the street and the two are arrested yet again. Arrested twice? Yep. The cops fingerprint the couple, which Ken loves. I like this shot in the trailer as well. Like, Barbie's like rolling her eyes as the police are fingerprinting her, but Kenny's like smiling and he's got his mouth open as the police are like showing him how to do the fingerprints. <laughs> so, at around this point in the movie, we'll also be introduced to Gloria, who works developing new Barbies at Mattel, and her teenage daughter, Sasha. Gloria recently separated from her husband and Sasha seems to resent her for it. All right, now that I've got that exposition out of the way, back to Barbie. (laughs) Barbie is still searching for the girl who was playing with her and this leads her to a high school where she runs into Sasha and her friends. Barbie introduces herself and asks if any of them still play with their Barbie dolls. She's just like trying to suss out who it is, possibly. Like she's sort of drawn in an uh, ethereal way to the person who's playing with her. Okay, so that's how she can- Yeah. Find the person. I have no evidence of this at all. This is just all completely from my brain. So, Sasha says that they haven't played with Barbies since they were five, and the other girls say that they think Barbies are stupid. (gasps) Oh, no. Barbie is disheartened by this and runs away distraught. At the same time, Ken makes friends with a group of guys who love him for who he is. They're not trying to one-up him. They're not trying to vie for Barbie's attention, and they're impressed by everything he says and does. These men, of course, are a group of flaming homosexuals, (laughs) and Ken fits in really well with them. So, Barbie meets back up with Ken and tells him that she's starting to have strange feelings. As she explains what's happened to her that day, she starts to cry, and both she and Ken think that something's wrong with her. So, tears start streaming down their face, and they've never seen tears before in Barbie land, so they're like, what's going on? Are you dying? So, they rush Barbie to a hospital and tell the staff that something is horribly wrong with Barbie. Ken insists that he is a doctor and wants to perform an appendectomy, and he's thrown out of the hospital by security. A doctor examines Barbie and tells her that there's nothing wrong with her. In fact, she's basically perfect in every way. But Barbie doesn't believe what she's hearing and leaves the hospital depressed. Later, Sasha tells Gloria that someone claiming to be Barbie showed up at her school, and at first Gloria doesn't believe her. Meanwhile, word that Barbie and Ken are wandering around the real world gets back to the CEO of Mattel, and he flips out and starts overacting. Because it's Will Ferrell. Because it's Will Ferrell, yeah. The CEO is fully aware that every Barbie doll has a real-life counterpart in Barbie land, and if word of this got out to the public, it would be a PR nightmare. So this is like us. Sort of, yeah. Not exactly the same. It's more metaphorical than that. Okay. Not as literal as us, but yeah. Well, I guess us was a metaphor as well, but not a very good one. Uh, He demands that nobody can rest until this doll is back in a box and sends out a fleet of goons in black SUVs to find her. They soon find Barbie wandering the street. She's homeless at this stage. She's got nowhere to go and tell her that they've come to take her back where she belongs. Barbie is relieved and says, thank goodness, everything here is backwards. Girls all hate me. I keep getting arrested and I just learned how to cry. Nearby, Gloria sees the thugs loading Barbie into the SUV, and she realises that what Sasha told her was true. Barbie is real. Barbie is brought into the Mattel headquarters and is amazed at everything that she sees. She meets with the CEO, who seems equally pleased to meet her. The CEO explains that Barbie is in fact a doll, and she is understandably gobsmacked. So, she's having an existential crisis at this point. She's like, what? How can I be a doll and and a person at the same time? It doesn't make any sense. He goes on to explain that she needs to return to Barbie land, since living out the fantasies of little girls is her purpose in life. And her being here is going to, like, affect the balance of, like, things, I suppose. Yeah, so, in Barbie Land, like, the world is crumbling. Yeah, that's volcanoes right. Volcanoes are Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't think about it. I'm going to put that in right now. So, <laughs> I like to imagine, like, meanwhile, because Barbie isn't in Barbie Land anymore. All the other Barbies are just going nuts and things are just going wrong. And they're all, like, suddenly having the same sort of, like, imperfect- Asteroids are hitting Barbie Yeah, Land. <laughs> like what you said, like, a volcano is out of the- And the sky's dark and there's, like, demons flying around like it's the end of Hellboy. It's all post-apocalyptic. All the Barbies are, like, becoming- scavengers. Yeah, maybe not that extreme, but I do like to imagine that it's just chaos in Barbie land at that point. I'll give you a bonus point if that's the case, <laughs> since you helped me. So, this is the CEO talking as well. He then says that if the public finds out that their products aren't perfect in every way, then nobody will want to buy Barbies anymore and they'll go bankrupt. Barbie says, well, what about Ken? He says, Ken isn't something we're worried about. <laughs> you know, he's not the big seller. Barbie now realises that since she's living out somebody else's fantasy, and that fantasy is now coming to an end, then she has no will of her own and is doomed to be imperfect forever. Barbie tries to flee from the Mattel headquarters, but is captured by the goons and is sent back to Barbie land. Hopefully in a box, like in, in a, like one of those big square pink Barbie boxes. Gloria witnesses this and confronts the CEO. The CEO claims that he's only doing what's best for the company. And speaking of that, he fires Gloria on the spot. And here we go. Here's some crowbarring, some expert oh, Kieran yeah. crowbarring here. To get more answers, Gloria somehow visits Ruth Handler, the creator of Barbie. She's still alive in this universe. (laughs) Ruth sagely tells Gloria that Barbie isn't supposed to be perfect. She's an idea, a fantasy. And she says that being human can be pretty uncomfortable, but isn't that marvellous? Barbie isn't someone to aspire to be. 
but an escape from the things that make us feel less than perfect every day. Humans only have one kind of ending, but ideas live forever. Uh, you picked that up from the trailer as well. Certainly did. Hopefully I got the context right, though. So we then have a flashback, here's our childhood flashback in the movie, of Gloria and young Sasha playing with Barbies, and Gloria suddenly realised that she is the girl that was playing with Barbie the whole time. No way. Who saw that coming? Oh. So while working on developing new Barbies, she had this mental image, this idea of Barbie being perfect in every way, but after her divorce, Gloria started to doubt herself and her appearance and started comparing her imperfections to Barbie, which is why Barbie started having these changes. This crisis. That's right. So it's all to do with Gloria's sort of mental image of herself and her mental image of Barbie. She's like, well, Barbie's feet shouldn't be that unrealistic. You know, Barbie's hair wouldn't be perfect all the time because, you know, like I said, she's judging herself for the first time in years because of, you know, she's vulnerable because of separation. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Glad you're getting the message here. So, Gloria and Sasha decide to travel to Barbie land and save Barbie, and upon arriving, they are treated like freaks. And they're like, everything is chaos, as we said before, but they're like, who are these weirdos? Look, they've got, like, moles and imperfections and birthmarks. Ugh, disgusting. And they just start violently vomiting on the ground in unison. Even though they can't vomit because they're toys. That's true. You see that in the trailer, they vomit, they just, like, dry heave. That's right. But I like to imagine that they want to make makeup, like, put makeup on the the new people, you know? They're like, oh, let's- let's You can add as many things to my plot as you want, but it's not going to help you at the end of the day. So they run into Alan, who greets them as fellow weirdos. Hello, fellow weirdos. And takes them to find Barbie at Weird Barbie's house. There they find Barbie lying motionless on the floor. And Weird Barbie tells them that she's not dead. She's just having an existential crisis. So she just came in and collapsed on the floor because she's just like, my life is not worth living. Clonk. We've all been there. Since my plot is getting too long, Gloria is able to convince Barbie, as well as all the other Barbies and Kens, that nobody is perfect and their flaws are what makes them human. Even though they're not human, they're dolls. But anyway... (laughs) All the Barbies and Kens then travel to the real world, where they quickly realise that being unique is way more fun than trying to be perfect all the time. Message. We have some more overacting from Will Ferrell, who loses because he's the bad guy he has to lose, and Ken hooks up with a man, and they all live happily ever after. Ken hooks up with a man? Yeah. So the end credits will feature a disgusting remix of Aqua's Barbie Girl, and that's all she wrote. Boom. Done. In and out. Dunsky. In and out. There you go. More complicated than my Mission Impossible plot. (laughs) So much thought. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. I don't know if I'm going to be accurate at all. But like like I said, if if my movie is anything, like the, if my plot ends up being exactly what the movie is, I'm going to hate this movie. <laughs> so I hope it's radically different. So you hope it's, uh, yeah. Tell you what's interesting. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of similarities in our plots, and I think it's because we both watch the same trailers. Yeah, of course. But there's a few differences, so I'm kind of excited uh, okay. with this. So this is my plot. So I'm going to firstly start by saying the whole film will be narrated by Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. She'll introduce the concept of Barbie and Barbie Land. Think about it kind of like, and I'm going to be referencing a lot of similar movies from the 90s and early 2000s because okay. I feel like that's- this is such an unoriginal idea yeah, that you have I f- to. I feel like that's where they're going with this movie. So it'll be like George of the Jungle almost. This is basically just Enchanted. And George of the Jungle. I didn't even think about <laughs> yes. that. When George goes to like regular America from the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, there's so many of those movies like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Um, you're just listing fish the, out of water comedies. Yeah. The the what, the Tim Allen. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, jungle to Jungle. Is that what <laughs> Jungle to Jungle. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see Barbie Land, which is a 1950s style, very pink wonderland mm. where different versions of Ken and Barbie live. Uh, this version of reality will be shaped like a heart. Mm. And in a way, it's going to be kind of similar to Toontown of Who Framed Roger Rabbit in the sense of it's a world, but it it operates in its own rules. Yeah. You know, Toontown had different rules and then you left Toontown and went to the regular It's like in my plot where I said it's very much a fantasy land. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, We'll see the Barbie doing her regular routine here. She'll wake up in her dream house, which is entirely see-through. Ooh. She well, you see in the trailer like it's like yeah, everything's yeah. and she can like wave it's just like the toy. Yeah, she can wave to all the other Barbies. She'll have a shower despite there being no water in Barbie Land. The shower is like no, there's nothing. She's just acting like there is. She'll get Very changed nice. into an outfit by looking at her closet and spinning, and then it'll magically like Wonder Woman. Yeah, it'll magically appear on her. Uh, she'll go down a slide to her pool, and the pool is just a hard texture that she can walk on. Yeah, very nice. Because there's no water in Barbie Land. I, I you heard- could get, like, Barbie pool sets, and you could put water in it, and oh, she could you- splash around in the water. There you go. But I guess they don't have water in Barbie Land since you said, you know, she can't even have a shower. <laughs> yes. There's no water at the beach. I heard Margot Robbie saying, because uh, they, they were talking about this pool, and she was like, it's funny, people still walk around the pool, even though you could just walk directly yeah. on top of it. And she, you do see her walking on top of the water as well. She's Jesus. She's Jesus. She's Jesus. She's she's a. She's oh, that's a the metaphor. Yes. 
Uh, she'll have breakfast, but since there's no food, it'll be it'll all be mimed. All the food is like just textures on a wall. Okay. Uh, Barbie will appear as a doll and very robotic in her movements. Uh, she'll be overly cheery and naive to the real world. That's going to be like her mm-hmm. character. She'll go to a pink beach. Ken is lamenting to his friend Alan about his amazing girlfriend, how amazing his girlfriend Barbie is. Mm. Lamenting, you say? Lamenting. That's the opposite of lamenting. Well, I guess he's like sad about oh, it. Oh, my girlfriend's so amazing. He's like, oh, I've been so in love. I, I want to be closer to her. That's going to be the his man. He's, he, he wants to be closer to her than he is. He says there's something missing in their girlfriend-boyfriend relationship that he can't put his finger on. Alan's only personality is that he's Ken's best friend and all of Ken's clothes fit on him. Okay. He will come Interesting. Ac- he will come across as uh, Ken's gay best friend, okay. even though that won't be their intention. But his big personality is if, if you ask, oh, Alan, what do you like? He's like, I'm Ken's buddy and all my clo- all Ken's clothes fit on me. That's all he is. Great. Uh, we'll also it seems see- like you put more thought into this character than I did or you found out something <laughs> I, that I, I didn't. I did some. I listened to some research. Okay. I listened to some interviews from the cast and I read up a little bit about it. I went on to the- Oh, God. My search history is going to be crazy. But I went on to the Barbie movie official website. Yeah, so did I. Okay. Well, I found out a few things there. I obviously just didn't look that heavily into it. <laughs> but And also, the Allen doll is a is a, a figure that they have. Yeah. But I don't it's know. an actual it's, doll in the Barbie yeah, line. I, I think it might have been discontinued or something. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just going to shoehorn John Cena's cameo here where he is uh, Ken made, which is a mermaid. Okay. Did you hear about how this came about, by the way? No. So, they were filming Barbie. This is hilarious. Right across the street from when they were filming Fast X. Oh, really? And because Margot Robbie has like a working relationship with John, John Cena, Cena from the Suicide was, Squad, she, like obviously tune like, in next week. Yeah, she was like obviously like catching up. She's like, "You want to be in the Barbie movie?" He's like, "Yeah." It's like, "Fuck yeah!" And so much. Do I like, get to be in my tidy whities again? <laughs> much like, much like almost like Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible were filmed like yeah, at, the same, at the same time. We've got the Barbie movie and Fast X happening right across the street, and and like John Cena just walks across. I hope Vin Diesel has a cameo. <laughs> I don't think so, but gets in a mermaid outfit, hey, and, like, makes a cameo in the Barbie movie. So that'll be fun. Uh, you said he's a mermaid in your one. Yes, he's a mermaid. I guess that makes sense. He's a Ken mate. Okay. I feel like if you're going to have John Cena in this movie- Well, then he has to be a mermaid. He's, he's got to yeah. be looking ridiculous. Yeah. Like I said, that's comedy. Yes. <laughs> Either a maid or as a mermaid. Yeah. I, Both are maids. When I read Ken mate, I was like, oh, he's a mermaid. Because uh, Dua Lipa's a mermaid too, right? I guess so. I didn't look she's, that heavily into she's it. She's mermaid Barbie. So there'll be an argument on the beach. I love the fact the beach is pink. Apparently, yeah. there was like a huge- A lot of discussion over the different shades of pink they were using for Barbie. Yeah, that's right. Crazy. But yeah, there'll, go, there'll be a fight between the Kens over Barbie with- uh, Shung Chi, Ken, yeah. challenging Ken, our Ken to a beach off. We see this in the trailer. Um, and you mentioned it in your mm-hmm. plot. Barbie will stop them fighting, and Ken reveals that he wants to be alone together with Barbie, but it's not too sure I what want he wants you to, to beach do. me off. Yeah, I want you to beach me off. This is stuff we see in the trailer. You mentioned it as well. He he's kind of not sure about his feelings. He he wants more, but he doesn't know what that is. He attempts to kiss her, but it it doesn't happen. And Alan interrupts them both by he wants a kissy too playing beach ball. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so he doesn't get his kissy just yet. No. While Barbie's hanging out with the other Barbies at a dance party, we see this in the trailer, you also mentioned it as well. Mm-hmm. She'll casually bring up the dark inevitability of death. And we might actually see elements of this happening throughout the day where she sort of mentions things off color, but this will be the big one where everybody at the party gets concerned. They're just like, what? Do you guys ever have blood in your feces? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but anyway, they they kind of the party stro- drops dead, but eventually they shrug it off and they move on. This is added to smaller things that Barbie starts noticing within her day, such as her feet are flat on the ground rather mm-hmm. than raised. She feels the water being cold, despite there being no water, so she's okay. getting cold showers, and she's falling from the roof rather than floating. Mm-hmm. I really found it. I, I really love the fact that she floats the car. Apparently, that's because like you, people lift the doll straight from the house to the, the car, car yeah. rather than like making Barbie climb down the steps. So they're making that like she yeah, floats. That's right. So I thought that was cool. Uh, eventually, she confines in the other Barbies. Psychologist Barbie, who's also credited in this movie. Yes. Tells her that she just needs to forget about it. Uh, that night, she informs all the other Barbies before she's going to bed, before she goes to sleep. She calls out to them, Good night, everybody. I'm definitely not thinking about death. However, she's going to have a very over-the-top nightmare played for laughs. Uh, where she'll be in a coffin. Yeah, where the clowns are destroying her bike. <laughs> I hope so. Yes. You said she was in a coffin. Yeah, she's in a coffin okay. in a very over-the-top funeral. Maybe she'll be trapped Interesting. Or something. something like that. She'll wake up and, you know, her hairs are going to be all disheveled and- 
And she'll decide to go and visit Kate McKinnon, the Kate McKinnon Barbie, weird Barbie, who lives on the outskirts mm-hmm. of Barbie land. McKinnon's Barbie's weird Barbie is yeah, uh, also known for doing the splits. That's her. Yeah, thing. that's right. I forgot to include that in my plot, but I'm like, that's not important to the plot. <laughs> it's going to be a throwaway gag. Yeah. Uh, and she's going to demonstrate this. They'll be like, oh, you're weird Barbie. She does she's- it twice in the movie. Yeah. She'll be like, oh, you're weird Barbie, right? She's like, what? I'm splits Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> I do the splits. Oh, yeah, you're totally splits, Barbie. I was thinking of a different Barbie. Certainly yeah. not you. She'll be a play on a doll that's been messed around with by, by a child, mm. with a child. So, she'll. that's why she'll have- I want to see blown up by an M80 Barbie. <laughs> Sid Phillips' Barbie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's why she's got marker on her face. That's the- Yeah, you kind of went in the same well, the direction. The Barbie's there. from uh, Small Soldiers. <laughs> yes, the weird bald Barbies that- Yeah. Uh, oh, they were creepy. They were brought to life by robotics. Let's do that. Let's just do an episode <laughs> on Small Soldiers. Very underrated movie, Small yeah. Soldiers. Uh, Weird Barbie tells her about the outside world and explains to her that the truth and the answers that she seeks are out there. She then pulls out a stiletto, and I thought it was a sandal, but I don't know what you- It's a Birkenstock. It's a Birkenstock, whatever. And much like The Matrix, she asks her to make a choice yeah. between, you know, the, the reality- red pill or the blue pill. Or the fantasy world. And she obviously picks the stiletto, and Weird Barbie says, no, you need to go outside. Just I didn't like- even think of it as a Matrix reference, <laughs> but now you bring it up, it is. it kind of is. Yes. I don't know if they thought of it like that, but it reminded me of The mm. Matrix. So then, you know, Barbie- I can guarantee you were, they were thinking of a lot of other ideas that had been done before when they were making this movie. <laughs> so then she, uh, yeah. So then she decides she's going to learn about the real world. She's going to find the answers why why she's feeling how she's feeling. Mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned Mitch in my plot yet. I didn't um, at all. So she lives. We see Mitch's house in Barbie Land. She is going to be played as a lovable loser. She's going to be kind of negative and frumpy compared to the other Barbies. Okay, and they'll all love her, and she'll kind of be used for comic relief compared to her perkiness. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like that, that kind of old uh, cliche there. So I just want to mention as well that in some of the bios I came across, it indicated that Barbie was banished from Barbie land. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, I'm not seeing any evidence of that at all. And if this is the case, there's someone cast as the mayor. So I could see it done in a way of the mayor being- So I saw it on Wikipedia, which is is why I was instantly like, well, that's not true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I could see it being done by the mayor as a way to be like, you need to find yourself on banishing you from Barbie land. But much like you, I'm not seeing any evidence of this. So on Wikipedia, they do this thing where they have like little quotes after whenever they write something down, they show the sources. I went to both sources that said that Barbie was banished from Barbie land. Both sources didn't say that. Well, so it's a fucking lie then. Yeah, so I think it's quite obviously a lie. Okay, good. Because I don't- Don't know, we could be be wrong in the future. We could be wrong in the future, but I just don't see that happening. There's no evidence in the trailer of that. And I think it makes more sense that it's going to be her choice and the other Barbies are not going to realise she's gone until she's left. So on that note, Barbie- Picks out her leaving Barbie Land outfit mm-hmm. uh, and gets a few prized possessions. She'll float down or maybe she'll drop because she can't actually float anymore. Yeah. She uh, has to clump up the up and down the stairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> she'll be like, what? There's actually stairs in these houses that no one ever uses. Uh, so she'll get in her like little pink convertible car and drive mm. out of Barbie Land. Weird Barbie watches her leave and says, Godspeed or something to that effect. <laughs> okay. Godspeed, Barbie man. Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> There'll be a su- <laughs> there'll be a surprise. Godspeed, Barbie. There'll be a surprise. And then her glider flies down. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> there'll be a surprise that she realizes Ken is at the back of her car, and she yep. flips the car in shock. Ken has brought his rollerblades because he never leaves home without them. Yep. As they leave Barbie Land, they go through a bunch of different realities. Uh, we see this on the trailer: some mm-hmm. space, a camping one, all sorts of stuff. Before they get the into snow. The snow, that's right. Before they get into the real world, the real world has a very appropriate and oh, helpful I'm just, sign. I'm just imagining like they come out of a tunnel, like they come, like in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. They come out into the real world. If it's like any modern movies, there'll be like different uh, franchises, like worlds, just a shoehorn. Yeah. Oh. It's a Warner Brothers property. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't this a Warner Brothers movie? Is it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is. This is a Warner Brothers then movie. They they'll have so we could have Looney Space Tunes, Jam World. Have, uh, goddamn Iron Giant because they always fit him in everywhere. Yeah, we're going to have the Matrix world. <laughs> oh, it is Warner Brothers, so it has to be a Matrix reference. <laughs> there we go. And we're going to have like uh, Wizard of Oz world, Casablanca world. Yep. Just, it just turns into Space Jam and your legacy. Just again, they're like, take two. From here on out, it's going to be a fish out of water mm. comedy mania. Get ready, mm. Kieran. He's going to love it. And this, uh, this part of the movie, Barbie will be going around uh, L.A., Doing things for the first time. We hear Randy Newman's I Love LA. 
<laughs> I hope so. Yes. Uh, so she'll be eating for the first time. She'll be seeing homeless people for the first time. She'll be nearly I love by, by traffics, yeah. uh, you know, by cars and that sort of thing. So I just want to say as well that uh, a lot of the information I got for this movie was the start of this movie. From here yeah. on out, I have no idea. Me too. So I just made everything up. It, it becomes very vague very fast because yeah. there's so much information in the first chunk of this movie, yeah. the Barbie Land chunk of this movie. The and whole after- first 20 minutes of the movie is basically yeah. out there in the ether. And then after that, it's like, <laughs> we, yeah. we don't know. So the uh, Ken and Barbie will be rollerblading. Um, they get catcalled by, you know, they get harassed by- a, a- Hold on a second. Yes. Can we put the brakes on this plot uh-huh. for a second? Why is Barbie going to the real world in your plot? Uh, so, in my plot, she's there going for answers. What's actually going to start to happen is she's okay. going to try to find her creator. That's where I Okay, yeah, cool, and cool. her Makes creator sense. is the creator of Barbie. It's going to be a metaphor for, yeah. you know, her god. Okay, I got you. I got you. Cool. But at this stage, she's just- Looking for answers. She's just looking for answers, But yes. she doesn't know where to start looking. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, Makes she got sense. pointed to go to the real world, and now she's in the real world, and she's sort of realizing that there's more than just her yeah. Barbie land. Yeah, it makes sense. Yes. So, she gets harassed by some street people. You said in your plot it's in the street trailer. People, yep. Some street people. Some What do they do? I don't know, skateboarders or whatever. Uh, not, not their profession. What do they do to harass them? Uh, they, he's, uh, one of them slaps her on the ass. There you go. And she punches them, and that gets a scuffle. That creates a scuffle. Matty D wishes that he was that extra that day. <laughs> Come on, Kieran. I'm not like that. That'd be terrible. He's winking at me. <laughs> I am not. He's winking at me, folks. Sexual harassment is never funny no. or okay, Kieran. So, anyway, they get arrested, as they should, right? Uh, all of them do. And it'll be very playfully arrested. That's where we see them getting their mug shots, being yep. silly, fingerprints, all that jazz. I just inserted it all in one spot there because I'm not having them arrested twice. Okay. Why not? Because it's stupid. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I guess we'll see when the movie comes mm. out. If they get arrested twice, I won't be happy. Okay. Um, you suddenly hate the movie. <laughs> yeah. She got arrested twice. I hate this I movie hate now. This movie. Now, because she identifies as Barbie, the, the police are going to contact the Mattel Corporation because they think it's like, okay. she's a promo girl for Barbie. They see Mattel like stamped on her back when they're frisking her <laughs> and they're like, oh, there we go. There we go. It's got the Mattel logo. Uh, so, this is how the Mattel company get involved. So, Mattel is run by Will Ferrell, who's our villain. Will mm-hmm. Ferrell. Yeah. Uh, whatever he likes to go by. And Who cares what he wants? <laughs> And we see him at Mattel. We're also introduced to Gloria, who's a staff member there. Mm-hmm. And we get to see how it kind of works. Now, Gloria is going to be a person that's like pitching new ideas for Barbie to appeal to young women. Yeah. It's going to be very progressive in a lot of her that's ideas. That's basically what I was suggesting. Was it? More or less. Did you say it, though? I said no. <laughs> that's what I. That's what you were suggesting. Yeah. So, Wilbur will dismiss her ideas, wanting to go for something simple and shallow, since little girls won't know the difference, and his ideas on women are they just like shopping and they mm. just like clothes, the implication being that they can't achieve much more than that. Are we getting a message here, yeah. people? All right. You know, we're fitting this in. This is like a, a feminist piece. So, the why the is the person in charge of Barbie a man? That's what I want to know. Because the world is a misogynistic place. Yeah, there you go. So, he- Yeah, and, and obviously he's not- going to be the boss for much longer but yeah, okay. you know he he rose through the ranks he's now the he's said, now in, charge. Uh, in my awkward handling of my ending i should have said that gloria becomes the ceo just something as lame as that oh man he's <laughs> eyes are just darting around the room now. <laughs> maybe will gets notified that there's a woman pretending to be barbie he may also see this on the news because i love that trope his name's will in your plot yeah well he's the ceo i'm just going to call him will he's going to probably have some funny silly name Mr. Bumhouse? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Bumhead. <laughs> Mr. Bumhead, did he say? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. Mr. Bumford. Mr. Piddleston? <laughs> Mr. Piddleston. So, he, he wants to shut down this bad press, so he gets Gloria to bail out Barbie. Okay, yep. Uh, and, and take her to Mattel just to figure out what's going on. That's a very big stretch, but I'm just going with it because she has to end up in Because you're making this up. Because I'm making this up. The movie then becomes a buddy movie with Gloria being the straight person to Barbie. And it'll be is like- Ken there too? Ken is not there. He's Ken, still in jail. Ken will get released, but this is where Ken and Barbie- come I guess Ken didn't punch the uh, sexual harasser, so he didn't he, really do anything wrong. He, he gets in the scuffle, though. He gets arrested. Okay. He, he'll get bailed out, but Barbie and Ken are, are kind of- split at this point. Okay, yeah, makes sense. So, just to go back, Gloria's relationship will be like in the Mr. Bean movie, Mr. Bean's relationship with- uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That know, guy. The way that guy just like looks after Mr. Bean. So, yeah, Ken and Barbie, uh, there- That's another movie. That's another example. <laughs> there you go. The yeah. Mr. Bean movie, the yeah. ultimate disaster movie. Yeah, yeah. There's so many movies. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Ken and- um, Barbie are going to be split. They're going to have their own fish out of water experiences. Yep. Ken's whole mission in this movie will be to find Barbie and reunite with Barbie. Okay. Gloria and the whole uh, the whole Martell company. Martell. 
Mattel. Mattel. Uh, <laughs> it's part of your name. I don't know how you could get that wrong. <laughs> so, uh, so Gloria and the whole Mattel company will realize that she is the real Barbie. Uh, and Barbie at this point will start realizing that she'll, she'll want to meet her creator because that, that'll sort of become evident when they talk about Barbie and Barbie's history and the fact that she was created by this person. That's what sort of springs to mind. Oh, mm-hmm. she'll have the answers, right? Uh, we will try to capture her and she escapes from the office in the scene that we see in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, with no one else, Barbie will find Gloria to live with, to stay with. I like to imagine she's just sleeping under a newspaper pretty by much, a pile of bins. Pretty much. Barbie will begin to have a relationship with Gloria's daughter that they become really close. Okay. Gloria's daughter really likes Barbie, takes a shine to her, and she'll stay in Gloria's house. The other Barbie- You know, I originally had this in my plot, but I excised it because oh. I'm like, oh, I've not seen any evidence of this, so- I, I was originally in there. It was originally my thought, but I, I had too much already. So, yeah. I just cut that plot line out. Fair enough. But fair if enough. it happens in the movie, points to you, well, man. There, there's no trailer. My there's, loss. There's nothing in the trailer that shows this. You're no. right. So, that's just me guessing. The other Barbies in Barbie Land will realize Barbie's gone. They'll be like, what? This th- In this bed is just pillows. And uh, we'll go out to the real world to find her. Wow. So, we have like an army of Barbies and Kens yeah. following Barbie in the real world. Yeah, Interesting. So, so, maybe just a few of the Barbies will chase Barbie. Like a and, core team. Yeah, core team. The team from the beach. Yes. Okay. And- and Ken's also trying to find Barbie. So, this will produce just a, you know, the middle of the movie, which is just a bunch of skits and mishaps where, you know, they're trying to find Barbie. Barbie's trying to track down her creator, Ruth Handler, and, you know, misunderstandings ensue. The climax of the movie will be meeting Ruth, Barbie meeting Ruth, that is, mm-hmm. and Ruth delivering the moral of this story that ideas don't die and that Barbie is an idea for young women uh, to be whoever they want to be. Which is why Ruth created Barbie in the first place. Well done. And named her after her daughter, Barbara, which I thought was really cool. Really nice. I actually did a little bit of research on this lady. She lived in- More than I did. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Again, Ruth might also tell the story about how Barbie was made. There's, you know, either either when she looked at the storefront and said, these dolls are silly, or when she saw her own daughter playing with dolls and said, I need to make a better doll. So originally, I think, a furniture design. Oh, you did mention that. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't. No. Yeah. I think that's where she came from. Then became like a- Furniture designer, you say? Huge- uh, I think so. I think so. Like doll furniture? I think just normal furniture. Okay. And then sort of- Human furniture. Moved into becoming like a- Like a woman as an entrepreneur in that era. That's pretty massive. Yeah. Good fair. I think that- Yeah. What a, what a story. I'd like to see a story on her life. Anyway, moving on. Might have been um, a better movie. <laughs> anyway, the Kenza Barbies all reunite with Barbie, with our main Barbie. Ken gets his kissy and he's satisfying- <laughs> wow, and well, a satisfying Barbie sorry, let me, sexually. Let me let me say, let me <laughs> rewind. Sorry, the, who's satisfied is Barbie, not in that way, but because she knows her place in the world now. Barbie's conflict is resolved, so she just goes solved. back to being perfect, just like zoop, her feet go back up. I think she's still shower's still cold. Yeah, I think she, I think she's like a a mesh of both her Barbie self, but also like a, a more real world Barbie. I don't think they'll go into that too much. I think the reason things were happening that were wrong was because she was having a crisis of faith. I don't okay. know. Okay. Because she needed to experience- She was world. doubting herself. There we go. She needed which to experience- Which why things were going wrong. She needed to experience- She was like, just like Spider-Man when he could no longer swing from yeah. his <laughs> weapon. She needed to evolve like the Barbie toy needs to evolve to fit the modern world. So I have world. this friend who's Barbie. Because of the Mattel Corporation being won by Will Ferrell. There we go. There okay. we go. Okay. So, she wishes to stay in the real world with her friend Gloria and aid Mattel. And, okay. And uh, Will, at this point, will also be fired and Gloria will take over as the CEO. This will happen because of an, a Will Ferrell outburst. There we go. And he will say, he is Mattel. He'll be like, I am Mattel. And Ruth My will name's actually- Will Mattel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ruth will actually appear in the background and say- not you. You are not. Mattel's made by the people who run it. And also, I still have power in this company, so I'm going to fire you. And also, don't look at the fact that I'm supposed to be dead by this stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie will be left open for a sequel. As this movie will be really, really popular, it will definitely get one. And a pop song will play us out, most likely, Aqua's Barbie Girl. The original version. Not a disgusting remix like that. No, nah, it'll be a remix of that. Okay. It'll have to be. And that's my plot. It kind of, not a lot of details towards the wow. end, but I think I'm pretty confident. I like I've your got- plot better than my plot, to be honest, Matty D. I, I think I got the baseline here. There's going to be a lot more craziness, but that I didn't predict. If but- the movie is like your plot, I'll probably like it better than if the movie is like my plot. <laughs> okay. Because as I was writing my plot, I was just like, I'm not going to like this. But listening to yours, I'm like, oh, that's much better. That's much funnier. Just ripping off other movies. Yeah. I have full confidence <laughs> that they're going to do that. But, you know, like I said, I think your plot had more fun ideas than my plot. Like, mine was very cynical and dry. Okay. 
And I was probably my own insecurities going into it. Like, I'm becoming imperfect Barbie in my own way. Right. So, the, the Ken so I'm hoping you. I'm like, really hoping when we go in, like, you've nailed it. It's 100%. You're the best plot you've ever done. Because if it's anything, if the elements from my plot pop up in the movie, I'm not going to be very happy. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Unless so, they do it really well. True. True. Like I said, I'm happy to be surprised. Very happy to be surprised. But we will wait and see. So, have you seen the Barbie movie already? Have you not? What do you think is going to happen in it? And if you've seen it, what did you think of the movie? Did it live up to expectations? Was it a movie you were even excited to see? You can let us know any of your thoughts at several places. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site, or you can hunt us down on our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know any of your thoughts about this movie. Are you going to do the the Barbieheimer double feature, <laughs> where people are going and buying tickets for Barbie and then Oppenheimer straight afterwards, doing so it as much. a double feature, you know, because both movies are coming out on the same day. We couldn't cover Oppenheimer because, first of all, we didn't care. Second of all, it's based on a true story and yep. we can't do stories based on true stories. It would cheat. It would be too easy to cheat. It'd be way too easy to cheat. I mean, Barbie's based on a real story, right? Yeah, this is, you know, this was based on true events, so I don't yeah. know why we're covering it. But yeah, <laughs> jokes aside. Barbie Land is real. Jokes aside, yeah, maybe leave us a review of Oppenheimer as well if you saw that in a double feature with Barbie. Completely different audiences. I don't know why you would be going to see both, but, you know, maybe you're a big fan of Greta Gerwig and Christopher Nolan, and you just want to support cinema. Who knows? Who am I to judge? So, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. We already said this last week. <laughs> just copy and paste what we said last week to this week. And you can trust us this time. Yeah, you can trust us. We do actually have time. Unless, like, another movie is coming out next week that we're not aware of. <laughs> we have to change the schedule at the last minute. Next week, we're going back and seeing how well we did with predicting the plot of The Suicide Squad, which is a, a plot, I believe, we teamed up to do together. We did. I think we did a pretty good job with it, reflecting on it, but uh, I suppose we'll really find out next week. Yep. Time to listen to that interesting episode. Yeah. As we mentioned last week, it was our first ever lockdown episode, the first time we ever attempted recording in remote locations, and I don't think it worked out particularly well, but we did improve pretty quickly. So, yeah. Yeah. Please forgive the audio quality next week. It's not terrible, it but it's definitely not. The, it's the worst sounding episode yeah, we've done. It was a technological journey for us. It was a technological nightmare. It took so long to fix that episode and make it listenable. But yeah, enough of that. We'll discover that all next week. And until then, we'll see you next week. Potty training, Kelly. Whoops, you wet your diaper. Let's learn something new. After your bottle, Barbie shows you what to do. Wow. Over here, Kelly, your bathroom's the place. Just take off your diaper. Hey, you're doing great. <laughs> you really tinkle. Potty training, Kelly. You're a big girl now. Potty training, Kelly doll really tinkles. Barbie doll not included.